he's not when when Anthony Davis comes back, like he's not playing with AD or instead of AD. I don't know. I just Why can't he play with AD? Uh, AD likes playing the four. Well, I mean, Drummond can yeah, but five. you want I it's just I don't know. It just feels like a, a move. The Lakers need the Lakers need a wing like they need three and D guys. Um, but then again, everybody that goes to the Lakers just suddenly forgets how to shoot a three uh, after they get there. So I don't know. I, I, it feels like the Drummond thing is just attaching a big name to Los Angeles. Welcome, 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 everybody, to the Unpopular Opinion Show. I'm your host, Jason Rivera, alongside with my co-host, Bo Benson. Say what's That's up right. to the people, Bo. What up? Good, uh, uh, good afternoon, everybody. Today has been, for me, a pretty exciting day. The, the NBA trade deadline has arrived, and, and we're going to give you... We're going to give you a cast today fully dedicated to the NBA. We will. I know we've missed a lot of uh, NFL news that's been happening, but we're going to split that into another episode you'll get real soon. But a lot of things have happened in the NBA today. Um, man, where where to start? Let's, uh, let's just get the other. Uh, uh, Rajon Rondo going to the Clippers is hilarious. Um, simply because... It's another uh, another masterclass in building relationships by the uh, Clippers front office um, as they deal another guy that they told was their future. Or they 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 told that, you know, they were going to keep around uh, as they traded him away like he's nothing but an asset. <laughs> well, that, that is all true. <laughs> they, they have a reputation for uh, saying they love you and then shipping you off the next second. But. I think this move for the Clippers was well needed. This kind of oh. makes them a little more scary. Um, I still, obviously, we got to see, as we've said all along, we got to still see what they do in the playoffs, but they're getting playoff Rondo. They're filling a void that they've had for the last two seasons where they need an actual leader and a point guard out there on the floor. Um, it kind of makes the Clippers a little scary, and I'm not going to lie, as someone who kind of like hates the Clippers a bit, like they're probably the only team I have a dislike for at the moment. <laughs> they're uh, they're a little scary right now with Rondo. I mean, coming in. yeah, it makes them scary in so much as like uh, how much you believe playoff Rondo playoff Rondo is just going to continue forever. It's going like, to continue forever, bro. He's been, I think he's him and Luke Kennard have been like two of the worst players in basketball this year, and um, well, well, Rondo the. The Hawks weren't doing anything with him, especially when uh, I forget the old coach's name that they just they just uh, let go of. But yeah, Rondo wasn't playing at all. They weren't playing him any sort of meaningful minutes. In fact, his minutes started kicking up when Nate McMillan took over. Yeah. So, I mean, it, who knows? Uh, he wasn't good in the regular season with the Lakers last year, and then he turned it up in the playoffs. So, I mean, I think, I, I think playoff, run, playoff Rondo was real, but eventually it's going to run out. And we'll see. But, yeah, I, I, think, it's more, run I out. think it's more funny that, like, 
the Clippers are just straight up a jump shooting team without a point guard. And now they just kind of have to pray that playoff Rondo shows up for them. Otherwise they're just in the same exact spot. They were honestly, I'm banking on him arriving. It's, it's not a lot to ask of a player to essentially show up for 20 games. Yeah. But I mean, that's all, that's all he has to do is does he show, did he show up because he had like LeBron and AD's leadership with him or, is it just a real thing? I don't no, know. No, that's a real thing. He's he's We're, done it in Boston. He did it when the when the other three left. And it and he it did worked it like when, what, he did once? it when he was in um New Orleans. And let's be honest, if Demarcus Cousins didn't tear his Achilles, that Pelicans team might have taken out that Warriors team. There's a high there's a possibility yeah. that could have no, happened the way they were playing. Like this is he's this isn't his first rodeo. It shows it doesn't matter what team he's on. He shows up in the playoffs, so it's just the Clippers are Clippers are banking on what like thirty six year old Rajon Rondo continuing to play well in the playoffs. So, amen. That's a that's a that's an interesting direction for a franchise that last year was being told that they were going to win five six titles in a row or something like that. <laughs> yeah, there. I, I I believe in it. We'll see what happens. I still don't think there's a team out there that can beat a healthy Lakers squad in four times in a row. Yeah, I mean, well, not four times in a row, but four times within seven games. So, yeah. Um, but they it does make them formidable, and it makes you think, you know, if the well, ball bounces the right way for they them. They were already formidable. I just think, I don't know, like, it, it, he's playoff Rondo until he isn't, and I just think it's more likely that he's coming up closer on not being playoff Rondo than it is that he's going to keep it going for another year. Hmm. And especially when you think like they gave up, I mean like Lou Williams, like, yeah, that I think losing Lou Williams helps them more than gaining Rondo does just because that's another guy you can't really pick on, except you can pick on Rondo defensively too. So I don't know. And that the, they gave up draft picks that probably don't matter, but yeah, I don't know. I, I just think I just think the Clippers front office being this group of savants is about as overrated as the Warriors front office at this point. Like they're they're last if if they hadn't if they hadn't openly tampered with Kawhi Leonard for an entire season, uh, no one would give them any mind because the PG trade is an absolute disaster. I don't care what what anyone says like, yeah, you had to trade for Paul George to get Kawhi, but that didn't. Kiljus Alexander is exactly what the Clippers need and they probably would have been just fine if they had kept Kiljus Alexander and and gotten Kawhi to sign without trading him um and would probably make their team better this year especially when you consider that like they've added Serge and all that stuff but to do that and then give all that money to Luke Kennard who is just objectively terrible <laughs> Yeah, it's not a you know the lake the Clippers have had their misses, um, but you can't fault them for trying. Uh, as far no, as the, you, yeah. as far as Rondo goes, in the age of Tom Brady being forty five and still winning Super Bowls, and LeBron James before this high ankle injury, high ankle sprain was uh, balling out of his mind at friggin' thirty seven. Uh, I'm not gonna bet against Rondo still being playoff Rondo. And uh, as far as those Clippers go, you know, 
I, I think I think they kind of righted the ship with this with this Rondo trade. Like this is probably the best version of the Clippers we're gonna see, and we'll see if it pays off. You can't. I I, I don't think we can judge them until this playoffs. Then we can say whatever we want about what they've done in the front office. Once we see what happens this year, if they get bounced out before the Western Conference Finals, they're a joke, a complete joke, and deserve all the ridicule for it all. But we'll see what happens. It's too yeah. early to tell, in my no, no, opinion. No. Oh but, yeah, probably. But I just, I just think if you're gonna go out there and be like, "Oh, see, this makes the Clippers the favorite." Um, oh yeah, not at all. It doesn't make them the favorite. That's stupid. That's just. But who knows? That's, that's being a prisoner of the moment entirely because yeah, yeah, yeah. you're you're literally just banking on Rondo, uh, performing the exact same way he did last year, and who knows if that's gonna happen? That's just you're asking a lot of a guy who's up there in age. Yeah. Very. Yeah. Definitely. And I mean, but, but what it does, but that's, is- that, that, that I guess comes to my main issue with like media around the NBA is that a lot of these guys are just so desperate for the Clippers to like actually win things that they're going to go out and convince themselves that like, you know, actually, if you actually pay attention, Rondo has been really good this year and blah, blah, blah. Uh, there's this guy, I think his name is Shane Young. And if he ever actually hears this, he's welcome to come on here so I can tell him he's an idiot to his face. Um, <laughs> But he is outside of that Farbod Estefari guy or whatever the dude's name is. He is the number one water carrier for the Clippers in national basketball media. And he was tweeting earlier today about how anyone that thinks Rondo isn't good this year is an idiot. And like, come on, man. Like, I I have eyes. I can read like there. He's just he's not been good this year. And you're you're just absolutely banking on him being a good regular season player uh, when he hasn't been that forever. So yeah, like you're correct. Like maybe playoff Rondo is still real. I would be inclined to think he is, but if you're this Shane young dude who thinks that getting Rondo for the regular season is some kind of coup, um, I beg you to do anything but talk about sports because you're fucking stupid. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) See, well, all right. I, I understand why everybody wants this. The wants to, you know, they they want to hype up the Clippers as much as possible because let's be honest, the the greatest matchup outside of Lakers Nets is Lakers Clippers. A Lakers Clippers rival, an actual rivalry at coming, you know, coming to fruition, and both of them battling it out in some epic seven game series in the Western Conference Finals. And the Clippers, the franchise that hasn't been able to win anything and has had the worst luck, has had Donald Sterling, comes out on top and wins is like the storyline everyone is waiting on. But that's never going to happen. <laughs> if no, really I, think that was, I think that was true last year. But since the Lakers won again, like I think everybody kind of just accepted that they're always going to be like the little brother in town, like nothing is ever going to change that. Yeah. Like the Lakers were awful for what, like 12 years. And the Clippers had all those chances to actually do something and they couldn't do it. And then the Lakers literally just within a year of signing the best player in basketball, because they're the Lakers, they win another title. Let me tell you though, the Lakers, listen, it didn't matter if in that 12, in that 12 year stretch, the Clippers won seven championships. They would never take a Los An- the La- uh, no. the city of Los Angeles. That was ever. that was entirely outside transplants who came here from 
cities like you know Detroit or Chicago and tried to try to uh, break into the media in Los Angeles, coming here and being like, "Oh, the the Clippers have a chance to really run this city." Like, no, and that's just that's just the issue with all these guys that come out here from other cities. They don't understand the dynamic out here. They think that everybody in Los Angeles is wishy washy about sports, but I mean, no. both of us growing up out here, we know like this city is always going to be a Lakers and Dodgers town. Always. It's always like, going to be Lakers never, and Dodgers. They're changing. There's still people who are Raiders fans, especially yeah. older heads that are Lakers are Raiders fans because they were out here in Los Angeles and they're yeah. never going to change that, it's, which is why they'll never be a Chargers fan and they'll never be Rams fans. They might, they yeah. might be okay with the Rams, but no one in Los there's Angeles not, will no, there's, ever there's be a never, Chargers fan unless they were already a, a Chargers fan. That's yeah, it. There's never going to be a huge amount of Rams fans here. I, I do think there is a sizable foothold. But yeah, mostly everybody out here that likes football is a Raiders or Steelers or Cowboys or Vikings fan for some reason. I don't even count half of those because I, I, I feel like if we're if we're going along the lines where where L.A. fans really stick to whatever their team is, you know, there is a huge base of Dodger fans. The the Angels, that small contingent of Angels fans is the same as the Clippers. No one. They're not going to take over no. not the Dodgers in Los Angeles, no matter how many World Series the Angels ever won between the time the Dodgers could have? Like, <laughs> they, they were never going to take it over. Same no. with the Lakers. And no. if the rate, what? the only thing that would have made Los Angeles happier is if getting a football team is if the Raiders had come, because yeah. I guarantee you there'd be nothing but black and silver out here it's, in these streets. Dude, I mean, it's, I, I mean, like, I'm a, I'm a two, I'm a, I'm a co LA football guy lean lean heavily more rams but like i've got a raiders hat in my closet like everybody out here likes the raiders at some level like maybe not a fan of the team but yeah if you live in los angeles like there's no reason not to have like some kind of raiders hat or something like that most raider fans annoy me but (laughs) yeah they're okay uh i think what pisses me off the most uh and i think i've said this before but like so many of these dudes that are not from Los Angeles that want to come out here and tell me how LA sports are, which again, that grinds my gears uh, just unbelievably. Uh, this idea that all Lakers fans are the Hollywood types, which is so funny to me because I've seen more like multicultural working class Lakers fans than I've ever seen Clippers fans of any kind. But every Clippers fan I've ever seen is some frat boy douchebag wearing a hat, driving his dad's convertible or someone that's like on Saturday night live wearing like Clippers shorts, like Clippers fans in LA are like silver, like hipsters. That's who Clippers fans are out here. Like Clippers fans are mostly like they're, they're contrarians. Like they're, they're, just, they're, they're the just transplants who, who wanted to be different from whoever was around them. Yeah, I have they're, a few friends who are Clippers fans and you know, that I'm not going to lie. Some, it, their their taste in the Clippers kind of like falls into into other tastes of theirs where they you know they like to go against the mold which there's yeah. nothing wrong with but you know it's, it's just, don't, uh, just what it is like don't don't come on don't come on Al Gore's internet and tell me the Clippers are going to be more popular than the Lakers in Los Angeles like <laughs> don't do that we're uh, we're like we're two years away from the Clippers becoming like the Inglewood Clippers because they, they don't want to have Los Angeles in their name anymore. 
somehow we spent 30 minutes on Los Angeles when the Clippers probably made like the smallest move out of everybody today. Uh, they're the only team in Los Angeles that did anything today, so we got to give them some credit. That's true. I guess since we are from Los Angeles, they get, you know, they can get a bulk of the time, but I got to I got to get into the meat now. You know, and I'm I'm super hype right now and as a I, I will tell fan, you an unapologetic heat fan. Um, today has been glorious. I will tell you that I think there's two teams today that actually got better. Um, one is Miami and the other one is Denver. And if you, if you held a gun to my head right now and asked me to pick a finals matchup, it would be Denver and Miami. Oh, you would get shot. No, I, I'm not. So Sham says that LeBron's not going to be back for like another three to five weeks. Um, and then who knows with Anthony Davis, like that's going to be a lot of time for them, like a lot of time for both of them to miss and then have to build back up for the playoffs. But I, I do like Aaron Gordon's addition to the magic or to the, the nuggets. And then Miami adding Oladipo and probably Aldridge here. It appears. Hey, hey don't sleep on the Bielitsa. Edition oh, did they get either. him too? Yes. Yeah. See, I, our front line is about to be so nasty. Like yeah. having Bam at a bio, most likely Aldridge. We're the front runners for Aldridge right they're now. They're gonna, they're, they're, yeah. I mean, and, I don't think I've seen another team linked to Aldridge besides the Heat, much like Drummond to the Lakers. So. And and Bielitsa is a much needed stretch four. Like yeah. we just and and the best part about it is that we got Oladipo for chips. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely nothing. Like chips and like a used Xbox Live membership code. Yeah, like, that's... bruh, we traded Avery Bradley and Kelly Olynyk for Victor Oladipo, and all the Miami Heat were missing was somebody, who, another player who could go out and create and get buckets. And we lost nothing from our core. Hero didn't leave. Duncan didn't leave. Bam didn't leave. None didn't leave. Drogic didn't leave. We didn't lose anybody. We're literally yeah. taking the finals team from last year, and we added Oladipo. We're going to hopefully add Aldridge, most likely, and we added Bielitsa. Yeah, no. Um, my, the Heat are definitely uh, my my third NBA team while LeBron and AD rehab. Um, it is still Nets Nation, simply just because I want to like, kind of like try to will harden blowing up the team in some fashion into existence. <laughs> like, I just want to start a burner and start tweeting at KD being like, Hey, James Harden's way better than you. Uh, blah, blah, blah. And see if it can like just fracture the, the chemistry on that team. I feel like you'd have a better shot at taking shots at a uh, Kyrie. Well, Kyrie's on yet another, uh, in season vacation. So, Hey man, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hate on him. I don't know what I can't, dude. I don't know what's going on with his family, but I mean, listen, mental uh, health or I think, family uh, business, they can, you know, I'm gonna let him. I think yesterday, him. I think I think he's taking time off for his birthday, so I'm not sure. No, no. Last time I read, it was like family issues. Who knows? Yes. Who but knows? Um, speaking of like good, I mean, we, we, we were talking. Hold on, about, hold on, hold on. Can we ahead. please address um, Kevin Durant's tweet the other day, just real tweet? quick? Uh, he said, there's no relax, champ. No relax when I'm on Twitter. I'm on 10 until the second I close the app. You relax. Because uh, someone told KD to like relax or something on Twitter. And so that was his response. Honestly, um, I mess with KD. And yeah, there's no one account. no one more relatable than Kevin Durant on Twitter. I just like that he's a human. Like, 
everyone um, else tries to pretend like you know they 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 try to put on an act for the media and all that yeah, stuff. But no, KD is this he's your he's friend one of us, that goes to the park and hoops and has a mouth on Twitter and doesn't care what anyone yeah. thinks. Like no, he's is awesome. awesome. <laughs> I uh, I really do generally love Kevin Durant. Um, I, and I think it's cool that he went from Oklahoma City just straight to the Brooklyn Nets and nothing in between there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Didn't spend any time it's destroying weird, basketball. I, it's weird because I don't even remember what happened between then and now. But, yeah, I'm so glad that he's... Well, like, yeah, he took that, He took that like, three-year break to just get off some fire tweets. Yeah. And then he decided <laughs> to come back to basketball. <laughs> but, but, listen, I got we got we to gotta give a shout-out. Because we, we already talked about how the Clippers, you know, well, I mean, it's a little too early to tell, like I said, but, you know, the Clippers have been fumbling around some things a bit. Um, but the the Miami Heat, Pat Riley, always finds a way to create a competitor. And listen, l- listen to this, okay? The Miami Heat got Victor Oladipo and Jimmy Butler for essentially... Josh Richardson, Kelly Olynyk, Avery Bradley, and minor picks. Yeah, no. Two all-star players. One one is arguably a superstar player. For change. Yep, Pat Riley is a. He's one of the best, man. Not even. I don't even think it's particularly close. I mean, I can't think of a GM that has been as consistent uh, and, yeah. as he has over that long period, over a long period of time. And I mean, who knows what Oladipo is? But you know, outside of of course, like you know, San Antonio, like they didn't, uh, they didn't actually give up anything for Oladipo either. So, yeah, like what's the worst case scenario there? Yeah, they, and I think the the loser of the trade deadline is the Houston Rockets because they <laughs> yeah. gave up James Harden the you know uh, MVP candidate for absolutely nothing. Yep. Yeah, no, they uh they definitely screwed the pooch there. I would I mean I, I have to I can't believe that the Raptors didn't trade Lowry. Uh, especially given the emotional send off for him last night for them to turn around and not deal him today. Um, and like, I get it. You want to get a good deal, but he's also on an expiring contract. Right. So you have to get something. Well, well um, here's my thing on that. First off, um, all, all reports are saying Lowry for one was super fine with running with, a, you know, uh, playing the rest of this season out with with Toronto, which is all fine, well, and good. But I think Toronto was asking for way too much for a point guard who's in his mid-30s and on an expiring deal. Like, there's nobody who's going to give up anything of significance for that Mm -hmm. contract. Um, I I had no issue with the idea of trading Schroeder and Contavious uh, Caldwell-Pope for Lowry, but I definitely wouldn't include Horton Tucker in that deal. Um, And I think like, if that's your sticking point, if you're the Raptors, like, I guess it's kind of like, Hey, you know, we stood by our guy and 
didn't deal deal him because we want to keep him here, blah, blah, blah. But if he just walks, um, it doesn't really matter. And you're Toronto, like you're not really going to get free agents anyway. I so think I, at the end of the day, obviously they're not going to get the most they possibly can. But I think what will happen is in free agency, he'll do like a sign and trade. They'll probably get a pick or two. Yeah. You know, nothing crazy, but they'll get a pick or two for him. And that'll be it, which is still, you know, I don't know. They could, I feel like if they had just taken down their expectations a bit, they could have got something of value. And yeah, they, they, they ended up just doing nothing. Yep. Very, uh, very strange overall. Um, another move in the East that I thought was pretty significant. I mean, they're not going to be title contenders or anything, but I like what Chicago's doing. Like they're not, they're just not rolling over. Um, I think uh, bringing in Nikolai Vucevic is a big pickup for them, especially since they did not lose uh, Lori Markinen and they didn't lose obviously Zach Levine in the deal either. So they bolstered their team. I think right now they're sitting at number nine. I'm. I wouldn't be surprised if they ended at seven or eight. The, the end, end the season there but yeah, i think I, that's like a good that was just a super solid pickup and i think what that was worse for who that was worse for was like the new york knicks who have had a super hot start to this season in knicks you know you know yeah you know, like if if you qualify it that it's it's hot for the knicks for the knicks you know under so it's a but I have a feeling that they might, they're either going to be a play in team or they might fall out of it because every team that's in six, seven, eight, and nine right now in the East, outside of them, made moves today to improve. Yeah. The clip, the Celtics went and got uh, Evan Fournier, and he's about to slide in as a, you know, as a cool well, little hey, six man for them. Like, and again, uh, shout out to Danny Ainge, who was once again. Uh, almost in on Aaron Gordon, but at the last minute, did not trade for him. Notorious um, man. If I had the, a nickel for every time he was dude, almost gonna trade for somebody, that that Woj tweet should go into the Hall of Fame of tweets where he's like, uh, "And the trade deadline passes, and Boston will get its chance to trade for Anthony Davis." Uh, that's the funny. <laughs> that's the funniest <laughs> tweet of all time. It's uh, yeah, that's I don't I don't know. The Celtics had to. That has to be the biggest let down they had like the greatest package of of assets ever it turned out to be not they didn't that do great. anything with it yeah because he's scared he's scared to make a deal if you have a chance to trade i i don't understand how people watch toronto actually go all in on winning and decided to go the other way but like yeah if you have a chance to get anthony davis by giving up jason tatum or whoever and it gives you a chance to win immediately, then do it. Yeah. Like, I don't get, look at what the Buccaneers did. They went out, they got Tom Brady, they went all in, and they won. And they're more well-positioned than anybody else in the NFL, I think, since Tom Brady did it to repeat. Yeah, The, the see, <laughs> team building is cool. You know what I mean? Like, I, I'm not against that, but if you have something strike when the iron is hot because at the end of the day mm -hmm. the reason why you play is to get the championship We're, so if you put go all in for the ring what 
All right, so what's worse? 10 years of never sniffing the finals or going all in and being a contender for three? Yeah. And maybe it, winning one win. or two of those. Yeah. No, it's it's hilarious to me. Uh, uh, Nick Wright of First Things First fame, he said on a show this week with everything surrounding the Packers and their reluctance to you know restructure Aaron Rodgers' contract and all that stuff. Do Like you just said, do you want to be good forever and always have a chance or do you want to go all in be great and actually win things and teams are so concerned with positioning positioning themselves to be successful in the future and all that blah 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 it's just insane to me like the dodgers the dodgers are unique in that they've done both uh they have positioned themselves to be successful into the future and actually like been genuine contenders for like almost 10 years now uh but yeah this idea that you can do one or the other is just insane to me yeah and if you have to choose then choose the one that results in you most likely winning a title on the i just i don't get it especially, i really don't get it especially when it comes to the nba um name more and i and, and i already have these two teams in my head um Name more than those two teams that organic, or I should say three, more than those three teams who built organically and won a bunch of championships in the NBA. Well, yeah, I mean. Nobody, nobody. The the Oklahoma City Thunder, that's probably the sheer luck to get, like, that doesn't happen where you get three MVPs that you draft and all three of them are on your roster. That doesn't, that doesn't happen all the time. Um, the, the, the golden state warriors drafting, uh, Curry, clay and Draymond and creating that dynasty. And then, but even the, that, that the dynasty Antonio spurs, none like they, these teams that doesn't happen that often. Every other team you look at is put together through, making trades making deals they're not team built organically so the odds are in your favor to swing like swing for the fences even those like it comes down to a lot of luck like the warriors would not have been nearly as good as they were if if curry hadn't kept getting hurt because curry getting hurt let them lock him in long term for way cheaper than they should have right and even then they had that strange year with the cap bump that let them go out and sign Kevin Durant. So it, it's it's a lot of luck, but yeah, the the easiest way to get lucky is to make sure that you get lucky and go out and do what it takes to get a guy. Especially in a league like the NBA, where, where it's two or one three guy players yeah. can completely change your fortunes. I mean, if we go back to 2000, uh, well, obviously earlier because the Lakers made the trade for for Shaq a few years prior, but you know the Lakers made the big move to go get Shaq and they happened to end up drafting Kobe Bryant. Um, If you think of, you know, those, uh, those Detroit Pistons, um, that was a mishmash of players that they did not, they did not draft all of those players. Rasheed Wallace did not start in Detroit. Neither did Chauncey Billups. Like they, um, friggin' who else, Who, who else can I think of? Uh, the the Mavericks that won were a mishmash of players outside. Yeah, of I mean Dirk. that was just Dirk. Um, friggin' 
the Lakers with Kobe. They had to go get Gasol to get that yep. to win those championships. The Celtics went and got Kevin Garnett, Ray Allen. Uh, they already had Paul Pierce. Um, the Heat obviously went and got LeBron James, brought in Chris Bosh. You know, they created their teams. Yeah, you so force you force for the fences. You got to swing. Yeah, it's scared money don't make money. Exactly. It's uh, and again, like Danny Ainge is only revered as a good NBA GM because he's accessible for media. But that's another conversation, <laughs> man. But yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know about you, but I'm excited. Well, I'm excited for the end of the season as long as people stop getting hurt. I'm so hurt that, yeah. that uh, LaMelo Ball got hurt. I'm well, so sad. That, it's just a, it's it's an issue league wide because you're starting to see injuries happen to like a bunch of guys. Like obviously the Lake the Lakers are unwatchable right now. Just there's no joy in watching that team play basketball. Uh, they're going to lose by at least thirty tonight to the Sixers. Um, so yeah, until AD or LeBron get back, like whatever, they might not win a game. <laughs> like yeah. I thought I thought they would you know figure it out because. Really, a team with Dennis Schroeder and Montrez Harrell and Kyle Kuzma should at least be able to score, but they haven't been able to do that. So they might not win a game. Um, and like Giannis is dealing with some knee issues. Uh, Lamelo's out. LeBron's out. High ankle. I think uh, didn't Steph is Steph Curry still out? He I had, think like, so. Some sort it's of just, contusion from a fall. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think that just comes back to my. I just feel like this NBA season was rushed. Nah. Um, I, I only feel like I, I, I only agree with you when it comes to the Lakers. I feel like the Lakers are the only ones that got hurt from it because everyone else who has been hurt didn't even play in the bubble. Like, yeah, out of the people that know. we named, no one even played in the bubble. They had even more of a break than everyone it's else. Just, the, the season just kind of started, though, I think it, there wasn't a lot of ramp up time. That's um, true. They didn't have they didn't have too long of a training camp. Yeah, I don't know. I, I just <sighs> I'm I, obviously like I wouldn't ever actually do it because it's stupid, but I'm way more willing to kind of like asterisk this season, whatever happens more than I would be like last year. I don't know. It just it feels like they came back too quickly and the schedule was a little rushed. Like the Lakers have something like 13 back to backs in the second half of the season. Just some insane number. Like Which they're playing like probably they're playing a reason like, why they're not like outside yeah. of being cautious already. I'm sure that's another reason why LeBron and AD aren't going to be coming yeah, back anytime. They're playing soon. they're playing something like nine games in 13 days or something like that. It's just I don't know. It, it feels like Silver panicked just to make sure that like the Cavs and I don't know what, what some other small markets wouldn't lose too much money. Um. But like always, like the large markets are the ones that pay the price there because it's it's guys like LeBron and AD and Giannis and like Jimmy Butler being out for most of the early season. That's, you know, those those are the fans and the teams that which have to I, pay. Which I think we're nothing. There was nothing wrong with Jimmy. Well, I mean, I'm sure he was hurt, but they were just being extremely cautious yeah. in that. And I think that the Lakers should have done the exact same thing with AD, knowing I think- that he was a little banged up at the end of the finals that they probably should have held him out for the first 20 games, yeah, 25 I they, games like Butler did, like the Heat did with Butler. I didn't think that, uh, I didn't think that, um, I didn't think they'd play until February, but obviously that was incorrect. Uh, but also I think in the East, it's much easier to hold out 
a Jimmy Butler than it is in the West. Because very clearly, like the Lakers without those two would probably be hovering around the seven seed right now. But at the end of the day, what would it matter? Yeah, who knows? I mean, we'll see. The The playing games change things a little. I think the last thing you want if you're like Utah or even the Clippers or the Suns is you get the, the matchup, re- yeah. you get the reward of playing of getting the first or second seed and you end up playing the Los Angeles Lakers fully loaded and ready to yeah. go after resting their players for like 30 of the of the 72 games <laughs> like yeah. it's uh i mean it wouldn't matter there's i i personally believe there isn't a team in the league that can beat the Lakers in a seven game series when they're 100% healthy and that's all that they're shooting for so I think that's still going to happen. Um, the Lakers are going to do what they need to to make sure that AD and LeBron get back out there yeah. when it matters most. Oh, my God. Well, hold on. We got some breaking news here. Um, this via the Orange County Register. Uh, Disneyland will be expanding in the coming years. Um, yeah, they're going to build more. Uh, they're going to build a third theme park. Yes. Is it going to be this changes everything, folks? Let's go. What's that one going to be called? I don't know. It looks, I don't know. They're going to need to dedicate it to like Marvel or Star Wars or something. Well, that's well, they already have the Star Wars They already Wars have the Star Wars thing and they're they have Marvel though. They're putting the Marvel thing up uh, at California Adventure too. So I don't know. Nah, they need a whole dedicated park to Marvel. I'm trying to ride wait. the Iron Man rocket ride. I can't wait to go back to Disneyland, dude. I can't it's, wait to ride the teacups, bro. It's been, dude. It's been so long since we did, got to do anything fun. <laughs> like Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. Yeah, oh, Jesus. bro! Today was the first time I got to eat in in California. Yeah, I went to a I went to a Shake Shack and ate in last weekend, and it was definitely kind of surreal. Yeah, I went to I went to uh, what's it called Panera Bread. Got to okay. sit in. It was nice. I didn't yeah, even I, notice there were people sitting down because when I walked in, I was I was looking at a trade deadline news, and <laughs> I looked up and I was like, "Well, and you're hell? like, you're 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 fully done, right? You're you're vaccinated." Yeah. Well, not fully. Um, I got oh, my. Oh, you first, still haven't gotten your second? Yeah, I get my second on the first because I had the oh, okay. shot. So it's like yeah, I get, I get a, I get my second dose of Fiverr, Pfizer on the eighth. So. 22nd man it's on oh yeah once those that two weeks is off it's, i'm about whew. to be out here just no mask doing backflips and yeah stuff. easy i just i don't know like opening up my my amc app and seeing showtimes at the movies was very weird but i i i also am i'm just i'm ready and you know i depending on which vaccine you get even after one dose you still have protection like it's nice to know that like I'm not going to get sick and put in the hospital right now, even if I get COVID. Like I'm telling you, I feel like an Avenger. Yeah, dude, it's it's different and it's nice, but yeah, dude, I just I want to get back to Disneyland. It does suck though. I guess like at Disneyland, the indoor experiences are not going to be open, hmm. so that kind of sucks. And like, man, I. I, all I all I ever wanted to do was go on that new Star Wars ride, and it closed like a week after I was. We were trying to go, and uh, so it's just exciting to uh, side, see things open up again. Side note: On my Facebook, I posted, um, "It's gonna be nice to see a Heat Lakers finals this year." 
rematch. <laughs> and I've been getting blown up through this cast. I'm pretty sure it's like nothing but hate. Well, man. It's okay, though. It's the life we live. Listen. Someone said, y'all not going back. Cry face, cry face. They yeah. owned you, dude. It's crazy because they said the same thing when I said that at the beginning of last year's playoffs. <laughs> and <laughs> what do you fucking they, know? <laughs> they ran. Them running through the Bucks is always going to they be the funniest thing. They did exactly what the hell I said was going to happen. Yeah. And honestly, depending on the matchups, we can do that again, especially if we end up getting LaMarcus Aldridge. Yeah. <laughs> um, to round out some of the NBA news, I know this wasn't your favorite news, but I felt like it was something, you know, I, I kind of wanted to say something on it. Um, earlier yeah, this week. That's what I think it is. Yeah, earlier this week. Oh, uh, Jesus. Draymond, Draymond oh. said that he was the best defender ever. Not, not in the league. Ever. Your thoughts, Bo Benson. <laughs> Hold on, I'm uh, I'm currently booting up my Switch. Uh, I gotta play some Zelda real quick. Uh, no, see, okay, it is Draymond is Draymond, right? And he's done this forever. Um, and I, I just, I don't have the energy to care when someone who believes in themselves as much as Draymond Green does says that they're the best ever to do something. Like I, Draymond is that's just who he is. That's it's it's like getting mad at Baker Mayfield for like posting another link where someone says like, oh, I don't think Baker Mayfield can play football. And like Baker responds to it with like a smiley face emoji. Like that's just who he is. And that's just who Draymond is. Like he's going to believe that he's the best defender that's ever played the game. And honestly, it's a lot like a cornerback. I I don't think that Jalen Ramsey would be half the player that he is if he didn't believe in himself the way that he does. And that goes for like every cornerback in football and almost every defensive player in football because you have to believe that you are the best to ever do it because Draymond doesn't have the physicality that like uh, a Ben Wallace does or like the height that a Dwight Howard does so he has to like use his skill and you know a lot of skill can be helped by believing in yourself so I, I just don't think it's that big of a deal and really I think Tony Allen just fed into uh, kind of the attention that Draymond was looking for um, but I oh, did he did he have something to say on yeah, that? Yeah, him and Tony Allen had a back and forth, and Tony uh, Allen parlayed that into an appearance on a, a national radio show. Yeah, I mean, good, um, for, good for Tony. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I just I don't know. Like, we get so worked up when these guys, you know, say that they believe in themselves, and I just think it's such a weird waste of time because we all know that Draymond isn't the best defensive player ever, but I have no issue with a guy on my team believing that he is. I, or you know, or a guy anywhere believing that he is, um, but also like, I get it. Like NFL free agency is kind of winded da- winded down, um, so people needed something to talk about for the day. But it's just such a, uh, it's just an insane waste of time, <laughs> waste of time and airspace to uh, really weigh in on that. Yeah, um, <laughs> I brought it up. For, for exactly what you just said. Um, I don't care that he said it. Good for Draymond for believing in himself. Um, but obviously everybody knows. you. I, I can name like five people off the top of my head without statistics or really giving it too much thought uh, that are better defenders than Draymond. And 
you know, he's he's a he's a good defender. He's cool. Yeah. You know, he's he was definitely a pivotal piece to a championship dynasty and him playing being able to play the five, you know. Yeah. And that, that. that's that's the thing. Like Draymond being able to play the five is what made those uh Warriors teams work. So like I I think uh I think it was Doug Gottlieb that tweeted it, but like Draymond's not the best defensive player ever, but he's probably the most versatile player ever. I, I really have no issue saying that. I don't, I don't think I would even say that only because um, is he, is he a, <laughs> he, he was used in that fashion. Um, but there were times where in the, in the Heatles era where LeBron had to play small ball for a little bit, it wasn't something that was done often, but if LeBron was put in that position, he could play the five. He could play all five positions. Uh, um, Jimmy Butler could probably play all five, uh, defend all five positions. There, there are plenty of players that I can think of that could play all five positions, defend against all five possessions if they had to. I don't think Draymond is a good enough defender to lock down a point guard. You know, he, had, he had the help of Clay Thompson. You know what I mean? Not locking up the the best perimeter def, uh play offensive player you know uh on the you know team, you know you know which power forward can lock down a point guard though name him kevin love My we man. all saw it we all saw it we watched it with our own eyes we, we saw the great that was the greatest defensive stand I, for a dude, power forward that, on a point guard of i i know guard. i know that the block and the shot get all the love but the stop by Kevin Love is that's the one that's the one that matters out of all of the craziness of that game that moment of Kevin Love guarding Steph Curry was the most nerve-wracking part of the entire game or series like when he when I saw Steph Curry lined up against Love I was like oh my god all this work they did is about to end like it's over Curry's about to score and freaking Love put the clamps down boy. locked him up man locked him up uh, he had he had Steph Curry screaming for help Bro, he was like, "Cause someone set a screen, like help me." <laughs> Bro, he was oh, out here. I was oh, so man. man. I was so proud. Kevin Love is another player that needs to get the hell out of Cleveland. Like, why are they still holding on to him? Yeah, I don't. Uh, Cleveland is. I don't think Kevin Love is like the contributor he was back in the day. But damn it, he could do something for somebody if you. It's hasn't him Kevin Love. Jail. Hasn't Kevin Love to the Blazers felt like one of the most like needed things ever i just want to see it happen once yeah but, uh, apparently apparently we're not going to get that i don't know speaking of blazers that's the only team that i'm afraid lamarcus aldridge could slide to if he doesn't go to miami like a reunion and in, in <sighs> yeah but like I, but I still think miami's gonna get no nah, miami miami's a legitimate contender like i think the eastern conference finals is locked in i think you're gonna get the heat and the nets in that series um we'll see that pj tucker pickup for the bucks was big but like we said the- <laughs> previously i think i think that um the it, it really depends on how i budenholzer i know i've just been i can't yeah. talk but like budenholzer uh and his in the playoffs with his adjustments and all that is really what i need to see but that team is made to to be very good my uh my final thought on the nba before i drop a an nfl tease um how in the world did the Rockets manage to get more 
for PJ Tucker than they did for uh, James Harden. Yeah. I, again, if I was a Rockets fan, I would be at Tillman Fertito's doorstep and demanding that he sell the team. Um, and really, it's very funny that the NBA even allowed him to buy a team in the first place. Uh, that was suspect. But yeah, that's just what a what an insane downfall it's been for them. Yeah, it's the Rockets. Yeah, that has to be one of the saddest stories in sports. I mean, it depends. I, I'm glad the way that team was constructed never won anything. Um because I, I think it was the worst brand of basketball you could ever put on the floor. I was rooting for them the year that CP3. Yeah, the year they missed. The year they missed. Uh, the year they missed twenty-seven straight threes. Um, that is that was it. That was the one time it would have been acceptable. Um, but yeah, just hilarious. Um, and then you know, obviously NFL free agency. Uh. Please tell me how it is that the Rams managed to wind up with the one anti-Semite that was available this offseason. <laughs> Who was that? Deshaun Jackson. Uh. <laughs> the guy out there putting Hitler quotes on his Instagram and then having to walk that back. Uh, not a fan. Didn't <sighs> like it. Well, as we've seen, as long as you go out there and you score some touchdowns, well, nobody, and that's the thing with Deshaun, cares. too, because he's going to play like twice and then <laughs> pull his hammy. Maybe that's maybe that's what it really is, is the fact that people are like, well, I mean, let's you, be honest, he's going to play seven plays and then he's going to disappear. Right. So. Like if you're the Rams, I guess like the idea is to just tell John, you just tell him like first day, it can't be like, all right. So all you're here to do is run. Uh, you're just going to run four verts, run a nine. Yeah, that's all you're doing. Uh, the ball is never coming your way. So even if you just have to jog down the field, that's fine. Um, but yeah, I, that, <laughs> that was the that was the one signing that I remember laughing with somebody about possibly happening. And I was like, oh, there's no way they'll do that. And then lo and behold, it happens. Yeah, it's wild stuff, man. That, uh. I think uh, nothing else happened today, that right? Wraps everything up except uh, we definitely have to give a. Um, I guess I guess we should wrap it up on this. Uh, this week we lost oh, yeah, the Hall true. of Famer, eleven-time All Star, Elgin Baylor, Laker legend. Yeah, man. Uh, I mean. It's sad to lose uh, these legends while uh, Henry Kissinger gets to live on. (laughs) uh, It's hard. I don't know, man. It's hard to put into words. Um, And I mean, Jessica Walter just passed away today, too. Um, She was, of course, the mother in Arrested Development and voiced um, Archer's mom and Archer. Mm. So that's a that's a huge loss. It's hard. Lots of uh, the, the worst part about getting older is seeing people like go around you. Yeah, like, you're like used to you're used to seeing and you know all those public figures and stuff. Because yeah, no, it's 
it, it's weird to watch people pass. And then obviously also it's weird to watch athletes. Like I remember being freaked out when I found out that like Kevin Durant was our age. Yeah. And like now seeing guys that were like babies when we graduated high school, mm-hmm. <laughs> like start to join, like start to be like either recruited or playing in, in college sports. It's just surreal. Well, what we graduated. Well, you graduated in 06. I graduated 06, yeah. in 07. Which so, is insane that it's going to have been 20 years. So in three years, there will be somebody in the NBA that was born the year that we graduated high school. Yep. It does not make sense. <sighs> We're old, man. Dude, it's not fun. But not like super old, but like kind of old. Just a little bit. Yeah. Like a smidge of old. <laughs> Oh man. I think what's nice is that uh when we do our NFL free agency talk, there's really not that much to talk about. Nobody did anything. Uh, just the Cardinals opening up a retirement home. <laughs> I mean, I got everybody... some, I got some thoughts that could fill up 40 minutes, but uh you know, I'm going to save them for that. Okay. So, good. before we roll into all that stuff, Yeah, my my Deshaun Jackson tease really wasn't a tease at all. Yeah. That's just more just ultimate disapproval. <laughs> you just had to get that off your chest. You couldn't God. you couldn't wait for the for the next no. show. Um but uh as always, thank you everyone who uh who listens, who watches on YouTube, although I haven't posted too much uh video content lately, but we'll get back to that soon. Yeah, I mean yeah, just uh once one of us stops looking uh ragged and run down. I <laughs> uh, won't say who it is, but uh thank you everyone and uh you know have a good one until until the next time we'll we'll try and make uh this N- this uh, nfl free agency one uh uh come come a lot sooner than these recent ones have but, no uh, promises though no promises yeah we don't know we don't know what our life schedule is gonna do to yeah. us. but uh sayonara folks good night everybody Bearded king first. Heavy is the head that wears the crown. Uh, we the best of the best. Not too many top-notch podcasts left. We don't even need much time to prep. Never ever know what we gon' do next, but real recognize real, you see. So please tell me that you're feeling me, cause I can smell jealousy from a mile away. And there's no space for that on the show today. Uh, might hurt a couple feelings, but so what? It'll be a good story to tell when we blow up. Try to shut us down, you gon' have no luck. Cause we locked in, then we tryna get the whole cut. So just vibe, look alive, pay homage, we arrive. We ain't going nowhere, so fall back. Legendary anthem like left eye and all that. Popular opinion, I'll swagger on a million immaculate civilians adapting like chameleons. Be cautious and our dominion banks all around us on Vivian, taking off like balloons filled with helium. Got cheese and bread, Sicilian. Unpopular opinion, unpopular opinion, unpopular opinion, unpopular opinion, unpopular opinion.